it seems like when I have a Bible study or a sermon, I, I always wind up with two hours worth of work. Well, it's more, not two hours worth of work, it's probably about three days worth of work, but two hours worth of material. Anyway, the topic for tonight is faith, something we all know, we all believe we have, but I just wanted to go in and take a look at uh, three points. Uh, what is faith? Uh, why we have faith? And how do we obtain faith? So I'll try to cover all those three points. I'll probably jump over through a lot of this because stuff we know, but it's nice to go over it and think about it and rehearse in our lives what, what, why we have faith. Starting with Hebrews 11, verse 1, Hebrews 11, 1, which is the faith chapter, the whole, uh, I like to read through Hebrews 11, because it so, has so much encouragement for me, but then when you get to thinking about uh, what's actually said there. So Hebrews 11, 1 starts out with, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Question, what do you hope for? Have you ever sat down and written, I hope for these things? I know that's difficult because a lot of times we don't, we seemingly don't think we have time, but it's nice to sit down and kind of make a little notation here or, or mentally make it. Why, what am I really, really, really hoping for? And I ask myself that question as I'm working through this. And, uh, well, I, I hope to be a part of the kingdom of God. I hope to be a son of, of God. I hope to be uh, married to Christ. I hope to be able to see my two wives and my children, two of them that are dead. I hope to see my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents and back to where people I don't even know. But I'd like to also hope to see Christ and Father, and I hope to see Abraham and Isaac and Paul and the many, many people that's listed in there, Stephen, you know, people that were really dedicated people. So then I ask the question, well, what then is faith? Faith is something hoped for, but what is faith? Well, faith is life. Faith, you know, we have faith in our life. Faith that, uh, in the hope that we want to do these things. You, don't, you have to ask again, ask yourself, what, what am I hoping for? Do I have faith in that hope and trust? So faith is life, life that God gives us, hope for the future, and trusting God in everything. So faith and so faith is where does it come from? What is faith? Where does it come from? Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is hard heard through the Word of Christ. So, our faith then has to be in this book. Do, do we really believe what's here? Do we really trust what's here? Uh, from the Dictionary, or uh, Webster's, I think it was. It says it's an assurance 
to duty or a person who is loyalty. Faith is loyalty. Loyalty to God and loyalty to each other and loyalty to your job that you have. It's a belief and trust in, in loyalty to God. And that's something really to consider and think about. It's, it's a, a belief in the traditional doctrines of in a religion. That's what Webster says. Well, do we have faith in the doctrines of Christ, which we read every day in the Bible? It's a belief of something uh, for which there is no physical proof. That's what faith is. There's no physical proof of it other than the Bible. So we have to trust what's here. And we have to believe it with our heart, mind, body, everything in trusting God. Ephesians, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And we'll start in verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you are saved through faith. So we're going to be saved. We're going to get eternal life through faith and believing of God. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. Faith, then, is a gift that God gives to us. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So, just because you you say, I have faith and I work, I go to services, I, I do other things, um, it's not works. You're not, your faith is not brought in by works, but it is works. Because... If we look at that, we'll find that faith and works go together. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And we'll read 1 through 5. Romans chapter 4, verse, verse 1 through, through verse 5. Romans 1, a form, rather, Romans 4, 1 through 5. What shall we say then that Abraham our father as pertaining to the flesh, has found. If Abraham were justified by works, he has therefore to glory, but not before God. So just because Abraham did things, he doesn't glory that fact that he did those things. For what says the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. So Abraham's belief, his faith in God, was righteousness. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned to grace, but debt. So what you do when you work, when you do things, if you're trying to say, I'm going to keep the laws down to the finest detail, doesn't mean that's righteousness. If you do that, then it's debt. God would owe you for doing that. But to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So one thing about faith, faith counting and living and loving God is 
righteousness. David said about faith in Psalms 119, verse 42 and 40 through 44. David shows his faith. Psalms 119, 42 through 44. So shall I have uh, wherein to answer to him uh, reproaching me, for I trust in his word. So David said, I trusted God's word. That's where his faith was. And take not the word of truth truly out of my mouth. So David didn't want to lose that knowledge of him. For I have hoped in your judgments. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. So yes, he had works. So here David is saying, Yes, I trusted God, but I also had works. I also did those things. So, works and faith work together. James told us, you show me your faith without works, and I can show you my faith by my works. Abraham said the same thing. David is saying the same thing. That the way he lived his life, the belief and trust in God, is where his faith is. Again, in verse 74 of 119, verse 74, David again is saying, They that fear you will be glad when they see me, because I have hoped in your word. So David said, My hope, my trust, my faith, you know, hope, faith is things hoped for. David's hope was in God. Now go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. There's much in Romans that's so important to our lives. But Romans chapter 8, verse 24 and 25. Romans 8, 24 and 25. For we are saved by hope. So, Paul had a good understanding of what God, of faith and stuff. So he said, we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. Again, same thing that uh, Hebrews 11 said. Faith is the things hoped for. So here Paul said, if you see it, then it's not faith. You don't have to worry about it. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? And if you have it, you know, you don't hope for a car if you have one. You don't hope for food when you have it. So hope is something you don't see. What it said earlier in the uh, definition, that it's something that has no physical backing. But we hope for what we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. So sometimes we don't get it. Sometimes we ask to be prayed, be healed. So we hope to be healed. So we wait patiently to be healed. Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3. This is all telling us what, what is faith. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Hebrews 3, 1 through 6. Wherefore, 
holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, insomuch that he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken of afterward. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are. So, he's pointing out that if we hold fast to, um, and i got a mistake here now. Uh, I should have got to that. I'd better turn there myself. I, I did something wrong. Let me go here to Romans. You've, you've already read that. I'll just go on to the next one. Finish reading verse 6. It just shows that, that Christ is our faith. That's where our faith comes from. We trust God and we trust our faith in God. We'll go back to Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. In 17 through 20. Throughout the first part of Deuteronomy 32, God shows it's Moses speaking to the Israelite people. He showed them what God did. How he did everything and how he gave them all the stuff. But they didn't comply. They were not trusting God all the way. They didn't have the faith that God wanted them to have, and they had sacrifices and stuff to nothing. Things that are made, which they call their gods. So here in 17, then it says, they sacrificed unto devils. This is what Moses was jumping on the people. He was coming hard on them. So they sacrificed those that died before those people going into the promised land. They sacrificed the devils, not to God, to gods who they knew not, to new gods that came uh, newly up, from whom fathers feared not. Their, so their fathers never feared these wooden or plastic or, at that time, they wooden and, and gold and silver and all that kind of stuff. For of the rock that began the of the rock that began you begot you rather begot you are unmindful and my eyes are not seeing things and has begotten a forgotten God that formed you. So he went back to he said, look where everything came from. Back to chapter. Chapter 32, verses 1 through 10, 15, he talks about how God formed all these things. And when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them because of their 
uh, prophesying of the sons and their daughters, or provoking their sons and daughters. And then he says in verse 20, And he said, God said, I will hide my face from them. I will see their end and shall be it as it will be. For they are very forward generation, children of whom have no faith. So faith is important. We don't want to be like that. Because if, if we show a lack of faith, God doesn't want to be a part of us. He won't listen to our prayers. He won't listen to us, uh, anything that we do. And he shows that here in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. You can write it down. I, Hebrews 10:38. Now the just shall live by faith. That's what's important. If we're going to be justified, we have to have faith, which is the most important part of our being brought in front of God. We have to really trust Him. But if any man draw back, the same thing he's saying here in Deuteronomy 20, Deuteronomy 32, 20. If you draw back, God says, my soul will have no pleasure in him. So we can't say we have faith and do things on faith and then don't complete the job. Step two in what is faith. Why we need faith. Why is it that we need faith? Why, why? Faith is important. It is what we have to live by. If we're going to be just, we're going to have to live by faith. We have to believe God. We have to read about Him. We don't see Him. You know, we can sit down and ask God to help us, but we don't see Him. We can talk to Him in prayer. We can read it in the Bible. But for, for us as human beings, we don't. We don't actually see God physically, but we do spiritually. If he's, um, let's see. But faith, and I forgot, well, this is, I don't know where it was. I didn't write that down. Faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm sorry I didn't write where I wrote that down from. But that's important to realize. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You can do anything you want, but you better have faith because you cannot please God unless you have faith. Hebrews 11, verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, yet moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So it's important to realize that we have to have faith so as it says, why do we need faith? Uh, if we're going to please God, we've got to have faith. If we're going to do what God wants, we have to be, have faith. Here, Noah saved his family because he believed God. He trusted God. 
Habakkuk 2, verse 4. You can just write it down. I'll read it. Behold, his soul, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. If we're going to be justful, just, as God says, I, you're just, you have to have faith. So it is important that you have faith. Faith, uh, but the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 5, verse 1 and 2. Hebrews 5, verse 1 and 2. We have to live by faith. Every day we have to trust God. I know people will tell you, well, trust me. Sometimes you, if you know the person and their character, you can trust them. But if somebody you don't know comes up and says, trust me, you don't do that because you don't know who they are. Because men don't always follow through with what they say. Hebrews 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we, are, we have access by faith unto grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So our faith lets us stand. It helps us to see who God is. We have access to the Father through our faith. John 3, verse 36. Why do, uh, why do we need faith? Why, why do we need faith? Well, we need faith if we're going to please God. We need faith if we're going to be able to, to know who God is. We have to have faith. John 3, verse 36. He that believes on the Son has everlasting life. That's why we have to have faith. We have to believe in God. That's where everlasting faith comes from. And he that believes not in the Son shall not see life. So it's important, very much so important, that we, uh, we have faith and trust in God. But uh, the wrath of God abides on well, We have to have faith in God, faith in Christ. Faith that God sent Christ to pay for our sins. Peter, 1 Peter, 1 Peter 1, 7 through 9. 1 Peter 1, 7 through 9. We have to have faith. So Peter was inspired to write, 1 Peter 1, verse 7, that the trial of your faith, so we're going to be tried. Sometimes, you know, we might get sick. That's a trial. Or we might be about to lose a job. But if we trust God, then it's a trial of our faith being much more precious than gold and silver uh, that perishes, though it be tried in a fire, might be found unto uh, praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, in whom, though you are not seeing him not, yet believe, yet 
Yes, rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So, we have to have faith if we're going to be a part of the family of God. Why do we have faith again? Romans 1, verse 17. Romans 1, 17. Why do we have to have faith? Romans 1, 17. Paul says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just live by faith. So why do we have faith? Because if we're going to have eternal life, we have to live by faith. It's not uh, by our works of the law. Works of the law only credit you that you're following what God says, as most people have done through ages. Galatians 2, verse 16. Galatians 2, verse 16. It's not by works of the law that we have justified justification of God. Galatians 2, 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ, even having believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So you can do all kinds of works. If you don't have faith, you're not going to be justified. Again, in Galatians 3, next chapter over, verse 11 and 12. Galatians 3, 11 and 12. But that no man is justified by the law, again, Paul pointing that out, in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith, and the law is not of faith. But the man that does them shall live by them. So if we're trying to justify our faith by following the Ten Commandments and and other things, we're not going to make it. Because it's more than just following the law, coming to Sabbath services, um, helping other people. If you have no faith, and and I, I think of many times of, 1 Corinthians 13, the first four verses, I think it is, it says, you can be the greatest speaker. If you don't have love and faith, you're nothing. You can give all your money. It don't mean anything. If you don't trust and believe and trust in God and have godly love. So, why do we need faith? We need faith in order to Please, God. We need faith in order to be a part of the family of God. So part three, or the third point, is how do you obtain faith? That's that's something that I I think about sometimes. I I say I have faith, but do do I really know it? And how do I obtain faith? Faith is a gift, so our responsibility is to exercise our faith. 
So one way that you obtain faith is you exercise it. Abraham, remember, he was told to take his son and sacrifice him. His faith was in Christ, in the Father. And what did he do? He sacrificed his son. He exercised that faith. When he was told to leave his family, he exercised it. All of you came here because you believed that God said we should leave our families and leave our country and come out here to the West. We were exercising our faith. That's an example of it. Romans 12, verse 1 through 3. Romans 12. We have to exercise. We have to do it. We have to live by it. 12, verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, uh, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So we have to, we have to sacrifice our life because we believe what God said and be not conformed to this world. So how many times is there spoken? You've got to change. You can't live by worldly standards. You exercise your faith by not living by worldly standards. What's being said to us is inspired. Not being conformed to this world, but be you can transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do you do that? You read the scriptures. You believe what they say. There's, that's where the truth is. John seventeen seventeen. God's word is truth. So you exercise your faith by proving that God is your, your protector and provider. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So you exercise yourself by recognizing the fact God has given you faith. He has brought you here, and you, you exercise that. So for us, one step of proving our faith is we believe what God said. So we don't see things happening like we ought to or, or think we ought to. And we think we should have this or that. Uh, we're trusting God. He said he will give us eternal life. He said to do that, you've got you to leave your families. You've got to start coming in and convicting convicting yourself to what God has told you to do. So how else do you obtain faith? You obtain faith for by asking God to give you faith. God gives it freely if we ask Him for it. Sometimes maybe we just don't sit down and say, well, I really, I need faith, God. I need 
I need help. So, if we're saying to God, I need help, I need strength, I need, I need to understand. So we need to ask God for it. Luke chapter 11, and we'll go to 9, verse 9 to 13. Luke 11, 9 to 13. We need to ask God for faith. Luke 11, 9. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find it. Knock, and you shall, it will be opened unto you. So, here we're told. Seek God. Ask God. Look to God. For everyone that asks, receives. And he that seeks, finds it. And to him that knocks, it will be opened. So, we got to ask God. We've got to go to God daily in prayer. Help me. Open my understanding. I, I fall short in this area. If a son shall ask bread of, of any of you is the fa- of the Father, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will you, uh, he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks an egg, Will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Heavenly Father give of his Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So, he's saying here, ask God. I'm going to give it to you, God says. I'm going to help you. So, we get faith through prayer. It's so important, and sometimes it's easy to slip from that. I remember years and years ago, a minister saying, well, I pray once a week. So how do they have faith and trust that God's going to do the right thing, or they're going to do the right thing? So many times, even the ones that we set as, as leaders, did not pray. So how did they have faith? That holds true to each one of us. If we're not going to God daily, and sometimes always, I sometimes walk around the house saying, Father, I just don't understand this. Help me to understand it, because things happen and you just don't grasp always why it's doing that way. So we need faith and we need to ask God for it. If we start falling short, Ask God, help me. The apostles, even they, so here they were, the twelve men that were with Christ all the time, they asked God for help. In Luke 17, verse 5 says, And the apostles apostles said unto Christ, Increase our faith. So here the apostles, who were there with Christ daily, said, Increase our faith. Because we're falling short. So, Christ prayed for Peter. You know, Peter was lacking some in faith. So here even Christ shows us that Peter needed faith. And so Christ prayed for Peter in Luke 22, verses 31 and 32. Luke 22, 31 through 32. Peter needed faith. So Christ said, 
and the Eternal said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that you may, that he may sift you as wheat. How many of us are in this category sometimes? But he said, Christ said, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Christ prayed for Peter, who became the first head of, of the church underneath Christ. And when you are converted, strengthen your brother. So, here Christ is saying, your faith, if you don't have the strength and the faith, Satan's going to sift you and you can fall away. And how many of that happened to so many people? Another way that we gain faith, another aspect of how to get faith, is, is by hearing Romans chapter 10. And I know all of us have gone over this so many times. Um, Romans 10 is, is an important scripture. So here, how do you get faith? You get it by hearing God's word. Romans 10, verse 13 through 15. Romans 10, 13 through 15 and 17. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the eternal shall be saved. So, if we're going to call on God... We, to be saved, how then shall we call on him whom we have not believed? Well, I know for us we believe. And how shall we believe of him whom we have not heard? And how shall we hear without a preacher? So Paul was pretty much pointing out we need somebody to help us to understand and to have that faith. And so God gives us preachers. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Not everybody is given the responsibility to preach God's word because it's easy to put scriptures together but put them together wrongly. They happen so often. So, and how shall they preach except they've been sent? So God sends individuals as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of grace and bring glad tidings of good things. So God sends specific people to give us his word and help us to understand so it gives our faith that we can trust in God. Verse 17, So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we develop our faith through reading the Bible, but having somebody to help us to understand what's said in the Bible. It's God's Word. We must live then, exercise that faith. We have to put our effort and energy into it. Habakkuk 2, verse 4. Habakkuk 2, verse 4. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. So we exercise our faith. We live daily by our faith. 
And that's the third part. Matthew, one more scripture, two more scriptures, but this is next to the last. Matthew 8, verses 8 through 13. We live by that faith. We live by our faith. The centurion here, Christ is pinpointing out, here's a person that showed his faith. The centurion asked and said unto Christ, I am not worthy that you should come into my, under my roof, but speak only the word, and my servant shall be healed. So this guy exercised his faith by telling Christ, I believe that you can heal my servant. I don't have to have you come into my house. I just believe it. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Christ heard these, this, he marveled and said to them uh, that followed, Truly I say unto you, I have not found such a Great faith, no, not in Israel. Do we believe that much? Are we like that centurion that we believe that strongly in what God does for us? We don't have it physically in front of us. We want to be a part of the kingdom of God. We want to do what's right. So we have to uh, have faith. We have to uh, need faith. We need to have faith and we learn faith by reading, praying, exercising it, and going to services and letting God talk to a human being. Not that the human being is anything important because it's only a person that God uses to show his faith. So what is faith really? What really is faith? Faith is trust. It's assurance. It's confidence in God and Jesus Christ. Living faith is not just believing that God exists. It is demonstrating by one's service, obedience to God. God's willing to increase your faith if we fervently ask Him for it and seek to draw close to Him in prayer and in reading of the Word. That's what faith is. It's who we are, what we are, how we are in our convictions to Christ. We can, we not only can be convicted, but we have to be compliant to. So we have to do everything. Last scripture. This is from the New King James. Second Corinthians 5, verse 6 and 7. So we are always confident knowing that while we are home in this body, physical body, that's all we are, the physical body, we are absent from Christ. For while this body 
We're here physically. We're not with Christ. We believe what Christ has. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So faith is walking and living and believing.